Welcome to the 31st day of December. I'm Jill. This is Daily Audio Bible Chronological. And it's the final day. The end of a journey well-worn, well-traveled, and well, it's the final day. And that is um, very surreal, bitter and sweet. We hold the finality of that for those of us that have been here and shown up uh, nearly every day or every day, or if you just got here, welcome to the final chapter, the final day, before we get ready to turn the page and start a brand new journey. We will spend some time and reflect at the end right now. Let's finish this day and this year as we begin a brand new week. Today we are reading Revelation chapters 19 through 22. And this week we'll begin a brand new translation and be in the New International Version. Revelation chapter 19. After this, I heard what sounded like a roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And again they shouted, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. The twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, and they cried, Amen! Hallelujah! Then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both great and small. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. Then the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. At this I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations." He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. 
And I saw an angel standing in the sun who cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in midair, Come, gather together for the great supper of God so that you may eat the flesh of kings, generals, and the mighty of horses and their riders and the flesh of all people, free and slave, great and small. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. But the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. With these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. The rest were killed with the sword coming out of the mouth of the rider on the horse, and all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh. And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss, and holding in his hand a great chain. He seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil, or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations any more until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be set free for a short time. I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. The rest of the deed did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. When the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, and to gather them for battle. In number, they are like the sand on the seashore. They marched across the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of God's people, the city he loves. But fire came down from heaven and devoured them, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them, and each person was judged according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city and new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. 
There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It's done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high, and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great, high wall with twelve gates, and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length, and as wide and high as it is long. The angel measured the wall using human measurement, and it was 144 cubits thick. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold, as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, 
and they will reign forever and ever. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. I, John, am the one who heard it and saw these things. And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets and with all who keep the words of this scroll. Worship God. Then he told me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of the scroll because the time is near. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right, and let the holy person continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and to everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this scroll. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. This concludes the reading of the Word for Daily Audio Bible Chronological 20. 23. Over the last couple years, my time here at Chronological, at this place in the year, I like to look back over the year and sort of give reflections on my personal journey through the Bible and what the year has meant to me and what it has meant for me to get to this moment. And by the way, if you're not or you haven't journaled at all, I would encourage you to do the same. Just even a piece of paper or your notes section in your phone, just a sentence or two or paragraph of how the Bible has transformed you this year, your takeaways, what overall theme you've learned, just anything that you can resort back to. I don't know if I could do that personally this year as this has been the hardest year of my life, bar none, hands down. I have had to do the deepest inward look 
of my life. And Brian and I have spoke about this on the family Christmas, so it's not a secret. We have done this in our marriage to go back to the very beginning of our story. And I'm still going through my own personal story, pulling things apart and counseling, intense therapy, because isn't it just like God (laughs) to pull absolutely everything apart when you think you might finally have it together? I think that's exactly what has transpired in my life. I have been humbled to dirt, (laughs) humbled to eat dirt, to strip everything away so that I could stand before my own self and before God naked and unashamed. When shame has been one of the most familiar voices in my life ever since I can remember. And I remember an intense moment in therapy where I had to pull something apart that was extremely painful and my body started to roll over on the floor to hide my face, bury it in a pillow and my hands curled and my jaws locked and my therapist said, why don't you roll halfway? And I said, no, I am fighting, (laughs) fighting to be here in all of my shame and not run and hide and I did and I am still doing and I am still working and I say all of that to say this God will stop at nothing to reveal his truth to the hearts of those who truly seek him if we submit to his ways we will find healing if we want healing and I have had to learn this year the meaning and the definitions of words in my life that I have taken for granted and I have looked to the Word of God for those definitions of truth according to what God says about it and applied it to my own personal beliefs my own personal convictions and I'm grateful that as I pondered those things as I sat with and meditated on those words and the definitions the word was hidden in my heart And I knew, I knew where to look. I knew where to find the things that would help me define values and definitions of unconditional love and acceptance and the things that God truly hates and not the things that we hate and say God hates with us. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for the work that I have been doing this year and I am so grateful that in the work God has been with me every step of the way and what I have learned is a heart of gratitude not a word of gratitude not a day of gratitude but the difference between being entitled to the things that we think we are owed and looking at the most pure things from a different lens and leading from a heart of gratitude. I value more than anything my relationship with God, my intimacy with Jesus, the love 
from my spouse, my husband, Brian, my marriage. I value my children's love and acceptance, my children's spouse's love and acceptance, my children's children, purest love and acceptance. I am grateful every day from a new heart that sees a new perspective. I'm grateful for the Word of God that I have hidden in my heart so that I may not sin against Him. I am grateful that I hear music differently as if it's the first time I've heard a song and a Tennessee sunset painted against a winter sky can buckle my knees. I am learning contentment and leading from a heart of gratitude, a mind focused on thanksgiving. I am grateful for a community of believers that love each other unlike anything I have ever witnessed before. I'm thankful for the rescue of my heart from my husband, Brian, who has truly, truly loved me the way that Jesus said for a husband to lay down his life for his bride. I'm grateful for the message of endurance that is all throughout the Bible to keep persevering, keep going, keep enduring well. And I am thankful. I am grateful for the unconditional love of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. So as I close out this final chapter and this final day of this year in end, I, I guess I did have words <laughs> after all. As I close this year out, I end one chapter ready to begin another, knowing my core values, knowing my definition of God's love, knowing the mission at hand is to live an ordinary life filled with extraordinary moments, showing extraordinary love to those in need. And when I take inventory of all that I have in life's most purest and natural states, I'm grateful. I could ask for nothing more. I'm Jill, and I look forward to turning the page with you tomorrow as we begin another journey together. Until then, love one another. Kissing mama's face goodnight and holding daddy's hand. Thank you, Lord. How could I ask for more? Running barefoot through the grass, a little high. And